today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Last week, uh, we told you about a long, and I mean long, long city council session that went on and on and on. Uh, and I, I, you'd think these guys got paid by the word, the way they were carrying on. And the upshot of it, most of it was, we're not spending one nickel on the Sobe bike program, so it's gone. We're not going to do this after Uber pulled out. We're going to mothball the bikes and just, well, they didn't know what they were going to do. Well, this was the day that was supposed to happen, this day, 1st of June. Well, it's probably not going to happen now uh, because somebody has ridden to the rescue. Hamilton Bike Share has sent a letter to City Council asking permission to operate the system for nine months using funds from donors, user fees, a $100,000 gift from a charitable foundation. And uh, some of the councillors who even voted against it are now apparently going to introduce a motion asking staff to get this proposal on track and uh, get the funding model okayed and then ink an agreement with the city. So uh, Sobe may well live to see another day, another few months, as a matter of fact. Joining us to talk about this is Jay Krause. Jay is the co-chair for Cycle Hamilton. Jay, how are you doing this morning? Hi, Bill. I'm doing really well. Thanks for well, having me Well, you know, yeah, this is better news than we were anticipating for today, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, after after last week's council meeting, we, we weren't... Um, yeah, we're, we're looking for a, for a very happy day today, but with some, some broad-based community support as well as some larger donors stepping up, we're, we're really excited about the motion coming to council this week. Well, and kudos to the folks that, uh, that are cutting checks with us, and we'll talk about them in just a couple of minutes, who have stepped up. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, I guess there's a cynical part of me through this whole thing, Jay. said, why couldn't this have happened before they, they really did what they did last week? I mean, did they really do their homework and explore every possible situation here? Uh, it just seemed as if this was a, a, a this was a solution that was out there someplace, and all it needed was somebody to kind of coalesce and bring it together. Uh, I'm glad it happened, but it probably should have happened sooner. Yeah, there, there's definitely something to say for that, Bill. And and what I would highlight though is that you know this is all happening in a very short time frame. And, and last week, council was presented with a very creative solution that recognized the value that Bikeshare has in our city and had broad-based support from both community and some of the major institutions in Hamilton. So um, we still kind of fall back to the fact that last week the, the council decided not to provide the funding for this interim solution. And so while we are excited that a new motion is on the table, um, we still are very disappointed from last week's discussion and the outcome there. I did not stay for the whole discussion last night. I know a number of folks in your committee did uh, at Cycle Hamilton. Uh, so I didn't see the whole, I saw a lot of the highlights of the, of the debate. But i got to ask you, I, just to get your read on this, Jay, do you really think that the majority of people around City Council understand how important the Soviet, how important the Soviet program is? I think they're starting to. And I think that throughout this process, we've seen tens of thousands of Hamiltonians who use Sobe every day and who, who've never been on a Sobe bike before are recognizing the value that Bikeshare has in our city. And I think the motion put forward by Councillor Nan did a great job. Um, in that motion, they talked about a lot of the specific benefits that it had, um, both from the uses uh, with 26,000 Hamiltonians, with the unique value that it's contributing during this pandemic with over 600 new users, as well as recognizing it as the vital part of our transportation network that is complementary to existing um, existing programs like, like the HSR and like other methods of transportation. So I like to think that uh, the amount of, of support that's been pouring out of our community is going to help, help council recognize that value 
as we look forward to the motion on Wednesday, as well as a long-term sustainable solution. Well, I'd like to think so. And you're being a lot more generous, I guess, than I would have been in a situation like that. Because when I see some of the comments of some of the councillors that were not supportive of this a week ago, I got the sense that they figured, yeah, the Sobe people, that's just a bunch of university students, a handful of them really. Oh, yeah, and the Arkells do it too. Yeah, Max, yeah, the, but nobody else really pays much attention to this sort of thing. And I, I don't think they understood the magnitude of this. And yet the point that was made that night, and you've just reiterated it, is with COVID-19 and with a lot of people that I know that need public transit to get to and from work or whatever it is they have to go to, uh, they don't feel comfortable getting on buses anymore because of the concern about spread cycling as you it was it was a natural for these people to say you know what i'll bike it now i i can't afford a bike but i can rent one uh and it just seemed as judged by the number of new users that we've had since the covid 19 crisis came on uh, it just i got the sense a lot of these people that voted against this last week had not done their homework and didn't understand the role that it plays in the city not not just in the long term but in the short term especially yeah, and I would absolutely agree. I think it's an ongoing conversation. And I think that a lot of people were during that meeting were faced with, you know, challenging circumstances, right? I, I am one of those folks who stayed up during the whole meeting and, and just tuning in that late was, was hard enough. And so I think that definitely impacted the dialogue and the decision making that we saw. And so I think that it's, it's a conversation that we need to keep pushing forward. And so from a Cycle Hamilton perspective, that's one of our, our major focuses here is, you know, putting all of our support behind the motion on Wednesday to ensure the continuity in the short term. But the fact that in, in February 2021, we're going to be faced with a very similar situation potentially, depending on the outcome of that long-term operator search. And we need to keep telling these counselors from across the city that this is an essential piece of infrastructure, and this is something that public funds need to go to supporting for the long term. And for those councillors who say, well, what's the big deal? It doesn't even go into my ward. Uh, well, then put a motion forward to expand the program. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, but it's not going to get expanded if you mothball the whole thing. It just There just seemed to be an, a, a, a disconnect here with, with what they were saying and what was actually going on. But let's let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, this is great news, of course, that uh, that bike share has stepped forward, and, and uh, they've got a, a basically a, a, a business model here that I, I'm sure is going to get thumbs up from this just from what we're seeing here. But we're not out of the woods yet, because uh, even the councillors that are talking about supporting this this motion now, uh, Jay, are right now saying, yeah, but you know, the, the, the reason we're supporting it is there's still not one nickel of taxpayers' money going into this. Uh, are we going to get over this idea that we want everything for the city, but we don't, don't want to pay for it? I think that's the challenge that that's the challenge facing us, Bill. I think with Hamilton Bike Share stepping up, this puts us in an incredibly privileged position. They are. You know, uh, the primary operator for the system since inception, they have an experienced team with the existing executive director serving since 2014, and they're able to fund at an operating of $45,000 monthly, which is $20,000 less than expected. And so beyond that, I think an incredibly important point in their proposal is that they didn't attach any long-term strings. So that really speaks to the good will of what they're putting forward. And so I think that allows us to take advantage of this and then have the next eight months to continue this conversation and to make the case to city councillors that aren't supportive yet, that there is this broad-based support, that there is the benefit, again, not only to the folks using the system, but it's a last-mile transit option for people connecting to HSR and GO networks. It's an equity issue, and transportation equity in our, in our city is an incredibly large problem. 
that disproportionately affects the most vulnerable. And it is something that also contributes to the economic development of the city and the type of city that Hamilton wants to be. Well, I mean, you know, we're our radio station at Main and Longwood there. I mean, I look out the, the studio window there and I, over at the uh, McMaster Innovation Park, uh, and I know an awful lot of the people that work there on a daily basis uh, bike to work uh, from various parts of the city. I see the bike racks filled there. I mean, it, it's 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 a way of life. And, it, you know, councillors have to be more in tune, I think, with, with the sorts of things that are going on. I mean, a lot of them put their eggs in the LRT basket. And we're not even sure what's happening with that project now, uh, which I, I think underscores the need for a cycling program even more, at least if, if a companion piece or at least as a replacement piece for whatever's going to be happening with public transit. By the way, the, those that were supporting LRT, a lot of them did that on the basis that it wasn't going to cost one nickel of taxpayers' money, too. They, you get what you pay for in situations like that. And I'm not just saying spend money wildly. It has to be spent strategically. But a, a, a multi-mode transportation system for the city, for people to get from point A to point B, has to be part of that strategic planning and strategic spending. I would absolutely agree, Bill. And I think that what you pointed on there was, was really important in terms of how we're making strategic investments. There's a lot of research available and a lot of costing done specifically based on existing budgets within the city of Hamilton, that a bike share system is actually one of the most cost-effective modes of transportation that the city can support. And across Canada, over a third of trips could be made by bike in terms of the short range in which they're completed. And so when we have the potential to have that large modal shift, there's so many benefits, both from a bottom line perspective, as well as creating friendlier, better streets within our communities. Well, and I've seen that, and anybody who's traveled around in the last couple of years to other communities has seen that, and, and not just big cities, uh, but, you know, having bike trails and, and, and that idea for leisure, but also a practicality situation here, too. Uh, they've made those investments, and uh, and I've mentioned the fact that we spent some time in the summer in Collingwood, and they've got an incredible uh, a series of bike trails that go around by the waterfront and, and all the way up, actually, right along the, the shores of that lake through uh, Blue Mountain, uh, through Thornbury, uh, to Owen Sound. I mean, you can ride the old rail trail there but they have them right through the city as well uh we, we've got to start being a little more creative in this and the, the thing is we're not even asking council to do that really are we jay because we already have people here that can do this for us all we need is the cooperation of city council to make it happen that's exactly right as, as i mentioned before we are in a very privileged position where we have the infrastructure we have the operator the last step that we need to do is this buy-in from council to provide the necessary financial supports so where we go here, it looks like this is going to happen. It looks like council is going to reintroduce this, and I'm sure that some folks are going to support this. I don't know if it's going to be unanimous or not. But going forward on this, though, Jay, we have to have that discussion. I don't want to wait until the 11th hour like they seem to do here. And and by the way, I, I get that. It's not totally within their, their purview here because, I mean, Uber surprised everybody with their announcement about this. Mm-hmm. But, but that should have set council to working to say hey we got to find a solution here we we own the bikes we got to find a way to use these instead of simply saying well we can't afford to spend any money uh, you know so let's let's start that discussion right now and not wait until the last minute i mean it's great that we're going to have this over the summer months and that's fabulous and who knows what's going to happen with covid 19 by then it might be a different world it might you know we might be moving back to that well-worn phrase now back to normal uh, in some way, shape, or form. We don't know that yet, but we're going to have to make allowances for that and make sure that we don't suffer and make short-term decisions that are going to have long-term negative consequences. So our energy is very focused on Wednesday's meeting. We we don't by any means consider this a done deal, and we're, we're focusing 
all of our efforts on encouraging letter writing and engagement from residents with their counselors. And then after that, I totally agree. We need to start this conversation from Thursday morning straight until we have a long-term sustainable plan in place. And I think a lot can be made in terms of looking at comparisons. We see successful bike share systems such as Toronto and Montreal, which are among the most successful out there and receive public funding. It's typically not a system that can be done purely privately. It's something that is part of a transportation infrastructure in a city and is part of the scope of what a municipality should be supporting. And so the Hamilton bike share system is already has the buy-in from the community. It already has an incredibly large user base and it's an existing award-winning system. So we just have to keep making that case and keep developing that broad base of community support that's already existing and have that throughout the, the search that the city of Hamilton staff will be ongoing. And so from a cycle Hamilton perspective, we will support the city staff in, in whatever way possible to have that sustainable solution during their procurement process, but we'll be calling on the city to provide that funding and we'll be making a case very strongly with our community. In my mind, I think one of the most gratifying parts of this this whole episode over the last couple of days, though, Jay, uh, was the fact that we're here where we are now because the public would not say give up. They would not give up and just say, okay, well, that's council's decision. I guess we have to live with it. The the, the pushback on social media, the pushback that I heard on this show, as we discussed it the day after that decision was made, it was pretty obvious to me that, uh, that, that, that they, there was a lot of pressure here to say this is not sustainable and this is not acceptable. you got to find a better way for this. And council like all politicians will react to public pressure and and they've done that and so have city staff and i know i know Councillor fars worked pretty hard on this and good for him on that and the others that were supportive of this in the first place including the mayor but it uh, it goes once again to show you that we have the power as the people in this community if we want something and we make it loud enough and long enough and and present the arguments council will respond uh, but uh, i think they made the wrong choice i mean it was a tie vote that it lost on but they made the wrong choice in that vote they've heard from the public and now they say wait a second we've got a better plan and uh, that's something we have to tuck away in the, for future reference whether it's this program or anything else to know that we still have that ability to be able to influence city council but we've got to be adamant about it like you guys are going to be uh, not just today but of course going forward absolutely having that conversation ongoing over the next eight months is going to be absolutely critical to ensure that councillors recognize that voice and recognize that support that's existing and I think, you know, when we talk about that support, we, you know, launched an initial change.org campaign that received almost 9,000 signatures. There's been hundreds, I believe over 1,000 who've donated money out of their pockets to save this system. The amount of support, frankly, is overwhelming for, for this program. And I think it's now up to us to continue that conversation and make sure that's top of mind when our counselors get set to make the next decision. Well, Jay, congratulations to you and your guys and all the other supporters of the program that would just not give up on this. And uh, like you say, we've still got a lot of work to do, but uh, uh, there's new life in this program, and that's the good news of this. So stay healthy, and uh, let's see what happens on Wednesday, okay? Thanks so much, Bill. You as well. Take care. Jay Cross, of course, who is the co-chair of Cycle Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.